For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Tigers Minor League Report Network, your home for Detroit Tigers MLB and MILB podcasts, news, analysis, and scouting. Welcome to the 616 Recap. This is the inaugural episode intended to provide you with regular West Michigan Whitecaps-specific coverage. I'm your host, Keenan Carter, uh, joined by Jay Markle of Bless You Boys. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, good to have you here. Jay uh, is based in the Grand Rapids area, attends quite a few West Michigan games, and um, hoping to have him on as a regular uh, expert to, to let us know what's going down um, on the farm in low A there. Uh, this is 616 Recap is, is the first of a, a new collaboration um, w- with me and Chris Brown and Roger Castillo and James Chipman. Um, it's going to be referred to as Tigers Minor League Report. We're still working out some of the details there, but um, it's going to be an exciting podcasting lineup with some um, affiliate-specific podcasts, this one being one of them, covering the low-A West Michigan Whitecaps, and then we'll have a high-A uh, Lakeland Flying Tigers podcast, which is called Marchant Orders, which is a play on words for Joker Marchant Stadium there. Credit to Chris Brown for coming up with that one. Um, the Seawolves podcast, we're still settling on a name there, bouncing some things around. And the, and the Toledo Mudhens uh, will be the 75 Drive, which is in reference to I-75, that's sort of the bridge between Detroit and Toledo there. Um, Tigers SRD will continue, which is Roger and Chris's show that they've been doing for several years. They're going to kind of stop doing the farm report there. Um, shorten their uh, episodes down to 30 to 45 minutes, and we'll be covering each of the affiliates on each of these specific podcasts. And then coming soon, we're also going to have a Tigers History podcast, which Roger's going to head up, uh, called Tigers Flashbacks. So that's that's sort of the, uh, the the podcasting lineup that'll be coming out soon. Jay, I've been off the mic for a long time. Um, my voice got hoarse starting around January, and I didn't really know it was happening, and several doctor's appointments later. I found out that I had some some tumors on my vocal cords. Oh, geez. Um, basically, yeah, benign growths, hopefully. Um, but I had to yeah. have, uh, a surgery to have those removed last week. It's a rather minor procedure, but I, you know, I was under some general anesthesia, and they laser these these growths off my vocal cords, and I wasn't allowed to talk for three days, um, which was pretty. That glorious. sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> well. Uh, not being able to talk for three days was kind of fun because um, I had no responsibility for disciplining my children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but in any event, it's good to be back on the mic. I'm a little rusty, but uh, I'm happy to be podcasting again and I hope to be hitting it pretty hard here. Um, so, you know, I, the purpose of having these uh, organization specific podcasts, I just it's really hard to cover an organization top to bottom, Jay. Um, 
there are four full season affiliates. There's a, a short season affiliate, the New York Penn League, and there's two Gulf Coast League teams and two Dominican Summer League teams. So that's nine clubs. And uh, it, it's really hard to, to have eyeballs on kids at each one of those levels and be effective at it. And so I want to kind of sh- come out with these short uh, affiliate-specific podcasts where we're really hyper-focused because the way we evaluate players at each of those levels is a little bit different. And there are different people around the country who are focused on each of these levels and considered experts on each of these levels. And I consider you to be a, a resource as it relates to West Michigan and the Midwest League. So are you calling me a tool? You are a tool. Yes. <laughs> well played. Well played. But uh, uh, yeah, it, if you don't mind, Jay, it, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what we're looking at, what the type of players are that we expect in low A. Uh, that we typically see in low A, and what are some of the things we're looking at uh, from an evaluative, if that's a word, uh, process um, from April through August? Well, because you've got a lot of different types, basically three types of players at low A, you're not really looking at numbers at all. You can essentially throw the numbers right out the window. You're looking at approaches, processes, um, physical maturity, the way they appear to be approaching the game, things like that. Um, because you're, you're one kind of prospect that basically dominates low A is college guys who are taken in the mid to late rounds, 21, 22 years old, and they're just crushing uh, the younger competition. It's essentially for some of them a step down from the competition they were experiencing in college. So you, their numbers are going to be inflated and you don't need to worry about them. Um, a lot of the guys on the team that fit that description are essentially non-prospects um, because they were taken so late. They're not a high-priority prospect in the organization. That's why they're being put in low A in the first place. Yeah, yeah, you make some good points there. And uh, if you can hear that, if the music in the background is distracting you, Jay, I apologize. Uh, that's my daughter practicing piano upstairs. So hopefully you find a little soothing little soothing background music. I know Roger <laughs> likes to play some, some music from time to time in the background of his podcast. I've got some natural live live music going on upstairs there. Um, no, you make some good point. And, and um, the most important thing I think you said there was about we're not looking at stats here, right? And this goes, this goes for most of the levels in the minor leagues. For instance, you know, you'll hear Willie Castro was two for four last night again. This is totally hypothetical, but if you actually watch the game, maybe he like squibbed a double down the line and got got busted in on a fastball and blooped a single, and then against some, you know, 31 year old journeyman who's pumping 88 down the pipe, and then his other two at bats against like maybe real prospects, he got dusted up top by real heat. Maybe I don't know. But well, a, a fantastic real-life example of this is what we were seeing in Ray Rivera last year. Um, Ray Rivera was really strong to open the year. He was hitting doubles all over the place, looking great just from a uh, stat sheet standpoint. But to actually see him live and in person, it was far less impressive because when he could get a hold of a ball, yeah, he'd drive it and he'd drive it far. That was fun to watch. But um, the guy succumbs to even the most basic sequencing. You throw a slider or a changeup below the zone in a one-two count. I mean, he's he's an easy strikeout there. So that's that's a fantastic example of a disparity 
that we saw come to uh, fruition late in the season, and then this year, again, he it stopped working. Yeah, yeah, and and even for those of us who, even if this were my full time job, I wouldn't have capacity to cover all these affiliates really, really well. Like we, there, there's there's no single one stop shop uh, to be your resource for Tigers minor leagues coverage. You really gotta. So you got to branch out, find multiple resources um, that you trust. And for instance, here's another example, like Tarek Skubal, he's down in Lakeland, right? I can't even watch them on TV if I wanted to. Um, so, I mean, I can peruse his stats and I can tell you how many times he struck out eight or more guys, whatever. But that doesn't tell me a lot. I, what I want to know is how's the life on his fastball? How's his command? How's his change up is it firm is he throwing it with conviction is he throwing it when he's behind in the count um and only someone like james chipman or adam dubbin or other people who are physically at these games in mm-hmm. florida can kind mm-hmm. of give us that level of information um so that's the goal 15 to 20 minutes a week uh, talking about the specifics trying to give some some real analysis here some some scouting potential um, so, and, and we're not, we don't have enough to kind of go through every single player on each roster every week. And that's not the point here. So we're going to kind of narrow our focus this week on the outfield in West Michigan, which got a little more interesting today, Jay. Um, so why don't you talk about what you're excited about, what you've seen so far this season and what you're excited about, uh, based on the news we just got a few moments ago. Well, um, I guess we can leave our fan, our listeners rather, and Detroit Tigers fans in incredible suspense, as I'm sure they've already seen the news by the time yep. they're uh, hearing this, and talk about what I've seen first. Um, and what I've seen is Parker Meadows and Ulrich Boyarski. Um, those are the guys that really were watching in West Michigan. Parker Meadows, obviously, is a toolsy prospect, second rounder last year. Alavila loved him, evidently. That was a report, at least pre-draft, and then that evidently came true when they took him. And signed him to a big fat bonus. Um, in any case, he's fast. He's faster than I anticipated. He looks really good in the field. He looks really confident on the bases. Um, there's trouble, though, with a hitch in his swing. And um, that's sort of putting a, a, a sour note on his season, I think, because pitchers are able to exploit that, and he's not been able to catch up with the best quality pitching he's ever seen, to be frank. Um, but he's still a kid. Right. He's he's 19, I think. Um, and he's in the Midwest League and I guess staying afloat. So we're just watching to see if he makes adjustments, which I'm sure he will. Uh, the talent is there. The talent is big. Um, we're just we're just watching to see how well he adjusts. Ulrich Boyarski is a guy from Australia. The accent is thick. It's kind of funny to listen to interviews with people. Um, he's an interesting guy born in South Africa, I believe. Uh, thus to, to German parents. So he's a ridiculous story there. In any case, the guy has power like you wouldn't believe. I, I think the reports last year from Jose Cordova was that he had retarded power. Not sure I'd be willing to use that phrase, but to each their own. You just did. I, well, <laughs> I meant in, in, of my own words. Okay. I understand the irony there. I apologize. No, that's right. In any case, he's leading the Whitecaps in just about every offensive category except for stolen bases. Mm-hmm. So he's been a lot of fun to watch. As to whether the skills are there to do it long term, I guess that remains to be seen. 
okay. So uh, yeah, I'll start with Meadows. I think most of the most of what I've seen with Meadows, and I've yet to see him in person this year. He looks pretty much overmatched, um, which you expect. I expected that mm-hmm. in April and May for Parker Meadows to be overmatched. You know, in his first view of premium velocity, um, and probably seeing some spin that he's never seen before. Even though you know, the, you, you're going to start to really see spin at the next level. Um, so, you know, it's one of those where, like you said, we want to see progress with him. We want to see, all right, what does he look like in mid July versus what does he look like in mid April? And is there, is there something that we have, we can build upon there as for Boyarski, Um, I, I think speaking of spin, that's, that's a guy that's going to struggle with spin a little bit, but he's, he's only 20 years old too. I mean, that's, that's a young kid right there. Um, there's a little bit of concern. We've been talking in sort of my private chitter chats, or chitter chats, Twitter chats, um, about his walk rate, <laughs> lack of walk rate. And um, that's concerning. I, I, I think, you know, if you're thinking a promotion is warranted for him right now, I don't, I don't think that would be good for his development. I think he needs to, to have success in the Midwest league for as long as possible before he sees Florida state league pitching, because that's going to be a major step up for him. What do you think? I agree with you. I think we're looking at a uh, similar situation to Brock Dethrich, not the same situation. Um, I haven't had a chance to really dig my teeth into the Boyarski profile because I had exam week recently and it's been crazy. I went to New York and all that. So I've been focusing my efforts on more high profile prospects, but in any case, um, the approach is not what we'd like to be yet, and if he gets sent to the Florida, Florida State League now, he's going to get to get eaten alive. Right, right. Okay. And um, a new exciting player joining the West Michigan outfield as of today, due to uh, uh, Daniel Reyes being placed on the injured list, and that's King, Kingston Leniak, who was a fourth, mm-hmm. round, fourth round prep pick last year. Um, but let's talk about him a little bit, Jay. Oh Lord, I hope he works out. <clears throat> I really hope this guy pans out because if he does, he could really be something incredible um, because depending on the day, he's got all five tools. Now, as to how often he can get into them, well, there's a reason he was drafted when he was. But uh, he can run, he can hit, he can hit for power. He uses his wheels well in the field and on the on the base paths. I This guy's a center fielder, um, except for the fact that Parker Meadows is in is in West Michigan. I am really looking forward to seeing him live and in person to see how, how often he's able to get those tools on the field. You think uh, speed and defense are, are going to be his carrying tools ultimately? Probably. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Nonetheless, I, I expected him to go to Connecticut. Um, yeah. So, and I wonder if he still will, I, I, you know, I wonder if this is all right. The Connecticut season starts in 10 days. Um, let's go give him a taste of West Michigan. We've got a need there with Daniel Reyes hitting the injured list. Let's let's go get him some live pitching. Extended spring, spring training just ended, um, I believe, today. I don't know. There was there were a couple games on the schedule, and and, and Terry Nummer, who takes takes pictures for us, drove out to the field and was told there's no more extended spring training games. So extended spring training's done. They they want to get Lineak. Um, some plate appearances, they shoot him off to West Michigan, but maybe the plan is ultimately to to have him spend this season in the New York Penn League in Connecticut. We'll see how he 
we'll see how he does there in the uh, in the Midwest League. And then I, uh, sorry. Nope. Well, I agree with you that probably the plan is to send him to Connecticut eventually, although I'd imagine that how well he hits the ground running in West Michigan will be the term- determining factor when mm-hmm. that demotion happens. Because if he is just thrashing uh, baseballs left and right, and he's looking really good on defense, I'm sure that he'll hit a roadblock eventually because he's just such a raw prospect and he struggled last year against lower competition. But if he comes out of the gate swinging, um, then I imagine they let him continue doing well before demoting him, especially since I read an article last year just after the draft that the Tigers were essentially trying to make Liniac and Meadows be friends. <laughs> I, that guy got a good chuck out of me. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so they're going to do everything they can to help this this crew coagulate that they're trying to come up have come up together. And then if he's having success, let him ride the high. Yeah, that makes sense. And 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 you got a guy like Eric De La Rosa, whom I you know we haven't really talked about yet this year. Um, he spent some time at West Michigan last year, and, uh, had some success with Connecticut, but then kind of got a little uh, dose of reality with the with the Whitecaps. He's a guy we could maybe see joining West Michigan at some point this year too. So. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. And then, you know, something near and dear to your heart, the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft. So uh, the Tigers have drafted, what, three guys so far, or have they made their fourth-round pick yet? Uh, they just made their fourth-round pick a few minutes ago. It was uh, Ryan Kreidler out of UCLA, shortstop. Okay. He was exactly 20th, uh, 200th, rather, on MLB Pipeline's top 200 rankings. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. So of the of the four picks the Tigers have made or that are on the books at time of recording, uh, you know, who do we expect to see in West Michigan this year? And if not this year, when do we expect? Well, I'm referring to Riley Green specifically. When would we expect to see Riley Green uh, in a Whitecaps uniform? I think the Tigers will probably give Riley Green the Parker Meadows treatment because they were both toolsy, raw, high potential prospects at the time of the draft. Um bats at the time of the draft so he'll probably get some short season action this year and an aggressive promotion to white west michigan next year and my guess is he'll more than likely spend all season in west michigan next year as far as who we're going to see this year um i would expect nick quintana to get sent to west michigan essentially from the moment he signs maybe he'll play a couple games in florida since he's already going to be there for post-draft medicals and whatnot but it essentially expect Quintana to be in West Michigan pretty shortly. As far as the other guys go, I really don't know how that's going to work out because there's sort of an infield jam in West Michigan to begin with. Um, they've got Ray Rivera back in West Michigan, John Valenti on the DL, Hector Martinez, Jose King, Wenzel Perez. All these guys need ABs, and you're just putting more guys in the mix. But also you told me we're not talking about infielders today, so we can leave that for a different chat. All right. Fair enough. Um, but Jay, look, I want to keep these short. Uh, there's, we could go on talking about West Michigan um, for another hour. I'm sure if we wanted to, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough season out there for the team itself. Uh, they're sitting at 20 and 37 right now. Uh, my heart goes out to you and, and to Dan hasty. Uh, it's a lot more fun winning baseball games than it is losing baseball games, right? They are, they're bad at home. They are bad on the road. 
the good news is they're playing 500 ball against the Western Division. Um, unfortunately, they've only played 12 games against the Western Division, so they are 14 and 31 against their Eastern Division rivals. Um, hey, I'm, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a glimmer of hope here, but uh, you know the minor leagues. It's not about wins and losses. We're looking for some some signs, some progress, some glimmers of hope. Um, right. And, and even under, under under a losing situation, um, there's opportunities. There's opportunities to to evaluate players and to to be forward thinking. So, yeah. And look, it's not about whether they win. That's not the enjoyable part for me. You know, if it was just a day out at the ballpark, yeah, I'd want him to win. But uh, for someone in my role, I, I one of the side effects of doing this job is that I can't turn it off even when I go to try to enjoy myself. And this is really a prospect-laden crew. So even though they keep losing, it's still been a heck of a lot of fun for me to watch because there's so many guys on there that are worth watching. Great point, Jay. That's a great way to put it. Uh, you can follow Jay at jmarkle, J-A-Y, Markle, underscore B-Y-B on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at tiger underscore lifer on Twitter. And hey, if you're somebody who goes out to baseball games, you want to come on one of these podcasts with me sometime, shoot me a message. Uh, you can email me, tigersminorleagues at gmail.com. You can message me on Facebook. You can uh, message me via Twitter. If you need additional ways to get in touch with me, then um, I don't know what else to tell you because I just gave you three. Uh, I feel like that should be sufficient. But uh, Jay, hopefully you can come back next week. We can get into um, some Jose King, some Wenzel Perez. Maybe we can talk about uh, what you saw with Nick Ames before he was promoted. Um, let's see. Look, Jordan Pierce has been in and out of West Michigan now. He's he spent a long time there, all of last season and part of this season. So you've you've got some eyes on him. Uh, my guy Johnny Valente, who was also mm-hmm. placed on the injured list today. I love Johnny hey, Valente. Hey, I just want to point out, I wrote about Johnny Valente first. No, oh, he's your guy. All right. that's fine that's fine you can have him you can have him but i wrote about him first that's fine that's fine but uh there's some there's and sam mcmillan of course um handling the majority of the catching duties got chris proctor there who's like a he was drafted as like a glove first catcher last year and now he's batting third and dhing for the for the white caps uh quite frequently so hey we got plenty to talk about in, in the weeks to come and uh hope you enjoy tuning in and look forward to uh what we have ahead in the future all right thanks jay appreciate your time buddy no problem bye for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done.